podcast. Hello and welcome to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, which, to be fair, is weirder than usual this week because I'm quite literally recording a podcast two days after I recorded the last podcast. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. What could have happened in two days to make it worthwhile to do another podcast? Honestly, not a wild lot, but the fact of the matter is this. I love you guys. I love everyone that listens to the Weird Podcast. I love everyone that listens to the Boytown Podcast. Um, I just really appreciate you guys, and I can't, I can't go on my holidays and leave a week with no podcast. You know, I can't do that. I can't leave you with no weird podcast, and I can't let Shane Todd do the Boytown podcast without me, because, like, facts have shown that the listens go down when Papa Bear's not there. It is what it is. You know, I'm not saying that. Um, Shane isn't a good podcast host But I'm saying he needs me Right, that's what I'm saying So we did the Boytown podcast Today um, Which was like an hour and a half I don't know why we're doing such long podcasts nowadays I just think that, you know, gold is just keeping on coming Like we're in, we're at the river with Boytown at the minute And we're just sieving with our little pans And for some reason It's just literal chunks of gold just appearing out of nowhere so I mean I have to keep that run going and in terms of the weird podcast you know people are getting in touch with me saying they're liking it I, I can't make sense of it but you know I, it's all I'm all about supply and demand baby I'm economics in the brain yes did I get a D in my economics AS level yes but I'm all about that supply and demand as long as the, the supply or the demand for my product is, is, is there. I'm going to keep supplying it, baby. And I'm going on my holidays to the south of Spain with my familia, la familia, tomorrow morning. Um, what time is it now? It's now uh, half past nine on Monday, the 27th of May. So this podcast will be out a, a, a direct week from now. Whoa, isn't that like the third? Yeah, whoa. But I mean, hey, hopefully there'll be plenty to talk about the next podcast. But anyway, I'm doing it. I'm giving it to you. You know, I'm giving it. I'm putting it out there. I'm letting you, you know, get your weekly fix, you know. But um, yeah, it's been a, been a good day today. I did Boytown earlier. I feel it's going to be a good episode. Um, and yeah, by the time you listen to this, it'll be a day before the Boytown live podcast comes out. Which would be on Wednesday, the fifth of June at the Accidental Theatre, the home of Boytown. Um, if you haven't already got tickets, I imagine by the time this podcast comes out, there'll be very few, if any, tickets left. So get on the Accidental Theatre um, at Shine.net and buy tickets for that. They're only a tenner. You know, we're going to see some live stand-up and a live podcast. Whoa, that's buying for your buck right there, Captain. You know, that's exactly what that is. And and get to it. You know, that's that's the plug over. Um, again, starting the podcast just with plugs to get them out of the way so I can start talking about what I want to talk about. You know what I mean? On the 28th of July, Sunday, 28th of July, at the Black Box, I'm doing my show, Dad, again. Um, and it's only going to be £8 a ticket. It's in the green room. <clears throat> it's a small, intimate space. I hope to see you there. I'm recording special because I recorded it last time, watched it back, and was like, I'm missing saying some bits. Sorry, the drink there, something stuck in my throat. <clears> throat. I missed some bits, and I'm watching it back going, Dave, say more. And now that I've had, I've been a dad for an extra year from when I wrote that show, I've got so much more material. So if you've been to the last show, come again, because it's going to be different. And if you haven't been, just come. You know, just come, get in, get at it. And tickets are available from the Black Box website. And believe it or not, they're selling pretty good already. I've got a word back that over half of them are gone already. So, I mean, what else do you want? Get on to that and make sure you get those tickets before they're all gone. And also, uh, the biggest reason why I'm re reshooting it above all else is because I wore a short sleeve white t-shirt the first time round. What? In my head, I thought, I'll do the show and I'll look more like a dad if I wear this t-shirt. But all it looked like was a bull root. So I'm doing it again. I'm going to dress in what I like to wear. A sexy, nice jacket. You know, some chaps, cock rings. You know, just the usual Dave Elliott style. 
and that's going to be more about what I'm about, you know. And then once you finish Boytown on the 5th of June, whoa, I'm just a plug machine. <laughs> you got Pug Ugly's Comedy Club on the 6th of June, this Thursday, with myself back. Finally, Dave has come back to Pug Ugly's. Whoa, and I'll be there with Fred Cook, who's headlining, who's just, you know, just been to the semi-final of Dancing with the Stars in Ireland. No big deal, you know. Very, very funny comedian. I would say one of the the next in line to break it on the main on the main scene, the main UK wide scene. Like, you know, he's he's brilliant. He's gonna be he is I've seen him I've gigged him before, he's class. So if you haven't seen Fred Cook before, four or five or get the pug uglies this Thursday. And hey, you know, you can't have a star turn without support. You can't have a fancy mansion without foundations. You can't have one of those really sexy, unique Japanese palaces without some kind of, you know, solid base. And hey, who do we have doing support? Only Fraser Robb, one of my favourite comedians on the scene. He's absolutely hilarious. I've loved gigging with Fraser. He was there uh, last time I gigged with him. He was on with myself, Teresa Livingston, and John Bishop, no less. So, I mean... You know, the guy's got skills. I've also got his joke book. So, I mean, whether or not he's written any new material since then, I don't know. Because, you know, I, I'm making it on like I stole it. You know, he, he did leave it in Pug Uglies. And being a sound guy, I took it. But, I mean, I could have just gone to his house and left over. But I, I like to keep him on tender hooks. You know, I like to keep him waiting, keep him wondering, you know, have I drawn any penises in it? Have I? I don't know. You know, maybe I have, maybe I haven't. You'll have to turn up the Pug Uglies Comedy Club to see. But that's it, you know. There we go. We're in. We're in early. We've got the plugs out. All the water is trickling out of the bath now, guys. It's just me, you, and some chat. You know, will this potentially be a shorter podcast than usual? Possibly, because it's been two days since I did my last podcast. So, will there be a lot to talk about? I don't know. What I will do though is almost. You can consider this as some kind of of sequel to last week's podcast. Which, um, for any of you that listened, I recorded pre-Snow Patrol Ward Park gig, you know, and then as in pre that, as in I recorded on the day that the show was, I didn't, there wasn't like a week before because technically I know that is pre, but um, I was drinking, I was getting magners into me, I was loosening up for the show and hey, once I stopped recording the podcast, uh, it all went downhill. Um, it all went downhill pretty quick. As soon as I finished the podcast, I looked at the clock. I was like, oh, bollocks. My, my mate Daniel's coming around here. One of my groomsmen is coming around to get on the pints. Now, my other groomsman, Shane, was supposed to come around. But for some reason, he was like, I have to be there at a specific time. Like, I have to be there at three minutes past six on the bottom. Can't be there any earlier. I ha- I'm only going to go for the beginning of Two Door Cinema Club, not before that and then I said you know it's probably fine we could do that but um, Catherine wanted to see Ash and to be fair we missed Ash but because we wanted to go out a little bit early earlier Shane was like I can't go so we did we did bump into him we got to Ward Park but that was an odd experience so yeah anyway back to the real world I'm there my mate Daniel comes around the three of us are just in the house with the back doors open because we live not far from War Park, so the back doors are open. We're listening to the, the acts. Soak was on, and um, which is a weird name for any act uh, or anything really. Soak is a, a local uh, lady who's really good, you know. Um, I don't know whether her name's pronounced Soak or Soak, which is kind of the way the band Disturbed sing, you know. But I was calling it called Car Soak from that. So while Soak was playing, I was soaking my mouth with Magners. I had, I think, about another... I think when I was recording, I was on about my fourth or fifth tin, and I think I had maybe another three or four tins. And then before we left, for some reason, my wife Catherine decided, hey, why don't we, you know, have a shot? And I went, because it's a stupid idea, but I had a mate there, didn't want to look like a mug, and he was like, yeah, I'll do a shot. And I'm like, well, I can't just go, no, I'm not doing a shot now. I mean, I'm not one to go to peer pressure, but I mean, hey, you know... So I shot a whiskey and then brought a road beer and made my way round to Ward Park. 
Um, thankfully, we did stock up on the booze before we got in there because as soon as we got in, we were we literally missed Ash and just got into the queue for drinks. Which, um, as we got in there, we bumped into a couple who from Banbridge who we met on our honeymoon in Lanzarote, Marty and Nora. <laughs> now. Um, they were a great couple who we met whenever we were on honeymoon and just all of a sudden I saw them at Ward Park so we had a chat to them which lasted probably about 30 to 40 minutes myself and Catherine by that stage my mate Danny was still in the queue so by the time we had finished we had a chat with them they had, they had bought three drinks each they were basically two of them drank and then we went back in the queue and Daniel was only halfway down the queue and we felt like the worst people because everyone's like, are you queue jumping? And I was like, nah, my friend is there. Look, you know, my my plebeian is, is guarding my place in the line. Now, there was one guy trying to start on me. And he goes, see you? And I went, yes, mate, what? And he goes, lucky you're funny otherwise, out of a problem. And I went, yeah, luckily I'm fucking also sick Dan, black belt, jiu-jitsu, bro. You know what I'm saying? You come at me with that shit, I'll fucking equalize you. Didn't say that because, you know, I like to keep my martial arts skills under my belt. I like to keep my kung fu under my hat. I like to keep my fucking Shibata ting under my cloak. Did I just make that up, yeah? But that's what I'm all about, you know. So got into the queue, eventually got to the end, tried to decide what I was going to drink about seven times. By the time I got to the front, I realized I need... You get four. You got a, a four drink cup holder. So I was like, right, I'm gonna go for three pints. I got so I got three pints of cider, and then I got one cup like filled with two bottles of red wine. That was my move. I was like, you know what? I'll sup in the I'll sup in the ciders. I'll keep the wine for after, and then I'll be I'll be steaming. So eventually, um, got ourselves out of the queue tried to find a space but then just was too many people everywhere so I can't really get a space it's actually you know any space around to move because here's the thing if I'm at a concert I don't like my personal space being invaded I'm not a kind of guy that likes to be people to be on top of me you know unless I'm at an orgy that's the only situation where I like to have copious people on top of me but whenever I'm at a concert nah not for me guy you know what I mean? So we went till sort of like the middle of the stage, but in between, it was basically at the end of another barbecue, but we're just on the gravel watching the concert. Um, but, you know, it was a good idea. We were there, had a few drinks. Um, you know, I'm selling myself. I'm like, there's a bit of space around me here. That's fair enough. Set my, uh, my drinks on the ground. Catherine set hers on the ground. Daniel set his on the ground. We formed like a trinity of protection, like a knighthood around the drinks to make sure no fucking idiot spilled my drinks, which is fair enough. So then after about five minutes, we're enjoying some music. Foy Vance was on this stage. Um, good singer. Never really knew much about him before. Know he's from Bangor. Know he's doing really well for himself. But I mean, do I personally listen to his music? Nah, don't. Am I going to listen to it after that concert? No, probably not. But when you're there in the moment, it was decent. So there I am. I'm sitting. I'm chilling. I'm drinking a bit of my, my cider. Then all of a sudden, I feel a bump in my arm. And the cider goes all over my front and my bare legs. Because you guessed it, I'm not wearing any trousers or pants. No, only joking. I'm wearing shorts, right? So cider's on my leg and I get so annoyed. Because, hey, I'm big on manners. You know, if you're looking to get past, just say, hey, excuse me. And I'll go, no problem, I'll make room, I'll let you past. To me, it's a dying art manners, you know, in nightclubs and stuff, people just push India, bosh India, push by in the streets, you know, like in busy, busy places like in the London Tube, people just push past you, piss me off. And when I'm on holidays in France, people getting on off the bus, push past me. I, you know, I bite, have to bite down on my, my lip to make sure I don't lose a rag. But I'm here, there's a bit of space around me, I'm guarding my drinks, I've taken like an hour to get served. And then someone bumps into me and I just feel a drink down my leg. And I just go, ah, what the fuck? Keep an eye out where you're going. And then when I turn around to have a go with this person, I just go, Catherine. And Diane would be like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't. And I was like, what the fuck? No one just pushes into me. Like, Jesus. Right. And then turned around and the person was fully blind. 
I say fully blind. They obviously have some ability to see because they've got one of those canes with the tennis ball on the end of it. You know, they've got one of those babies. I didn't see that. I just felt the impact. I just felt the drink hit me and I reacted. And I said to, the, to Daniel and Catherine, I was like, hey, look, I just used verbal expression there. You know, I just used the verbal expression them. I could have just spun around with a spinning back fist and put them down to the ground. You know, was it a child? A female child? Yeah. But still, be careful. You know, blind people, you know, you have your senses that are more, you know, more sensitive, I guess, other than your sight. So you should have been able to hear my taste buds just squelching, getting ready for that nice pint. You could have been able to just, you know, smell my Hugo Boss deodorant. Mm, you know, you could have just been able to taste my excitement in the air. So you shouldn't have had the Bosch into me. Plus also, I'm a big wide unit. Even blind people should be able to just sense my aura. You know what I'm saying? They bumped into me, it pissed me off. Luckily, they just kept going. They had pace as well. And if they had been there and stopped or slowed down, it would have been real awkward for me. But thankfully, they just powered on. And I, and I was like, fuck, not again. I'm not going to lose a rag. I'm going to calm down. I'm going to chill. I'm on edge because I don't like crowds. You know what I mean? I'm on edge. I'm anxious. So then someone just hit into me. You know, you have to stand up for yourself in these circumstances. And hey, you know what? The more I think about it, the more I think I shouldn't feel bad about that. I'm all about equal rights for everyone. You know, that's a big thing for me. So, you know, if you're disabled... You know, I believe should be treated the same as anyone that's able-bodied. You know, within reason. Obviously, you do need some sort of help if you're disabled. You know, I'm not saying that just be left. But, you know, if, if you're going to cause trouble, hey, you, know, you mess with the bulls, you get the horns on it, Jim, you know. And that's what I went for in that Luckily, super speedy, blind person. But it's coming a bit cross, you know. But anyway, I settled in. I started drinking a bit more. Feeling good, the music was 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 starting to get me get me jiving, you know. Mm. Get me feeling some kind of way. Then Foy Vance finished, and Two Door Cinema Club came on. That stage, I eventually met up with Shane and a couple of his mates, John and Stevie. Now they were up for a good time. Shane had got himself obviously VIP tickets. He says I always offered them. I know fine well he made a lot of calls. You know, try to call in favors, friends of friends to get these VIP tickets so, you know, we could keep up appearances and whatnot, which is fair enough. You know, that's fine if that's what you want to do. But at the same time, you know, definitely don't lose your on yourself. Like, he, he, I've said before on Boytown that he licks meat to taste whether it's cooked or not, which is the weirdest thing, I think, still this day I've ever heard. But what he also did, what was really, really weird, was whenever we were in... Ward Park waiting on on Two Door Cinema Club coming on. Shane was like, "Oh, I'm gonna try and you know catch up with a few of my mates because I had seen a couple of the mates that he was talking about on the way round to where I was standing. So I was like, they're just standing over there. Go and get them. It's fair enough. But Shane, instead of doing that, he gets out his phone and he uses voice activation. And rather than just go get his phone out and look up the name, his mate who's looking for it will say, Hughesy, right? Looking up the name." He goes, he, rather than just doing that and ringing it, he picks his phone to his mouth in front of people and goes, ring Husey. And I went, oh no, you've lost her on yourself. Don't, don't be doing that. You know, don't be at that. Both my wife and Daniel looked at each other and like, is he for real doing that in public? And I looked at him and was like, oh, he is doing it. Now, in his defence, I did um, call him on this today when we were recording Boytown and he said, look, man, I've got very long, weird, alien fingers. I can't use a phone as you and I may be expected to use it. You know, I've got effectively a disability of my long fingers, so I have to use that. And I said, you know what? I didn't think about that. Fair enough. But then to make it even weirder, when he finished the call, he used his tongue to hang up. And I just went, nah, I'm done, guy. So then he eventually headed off to uh, go and mingle with um, the A-list of Northern Irish celebrities up in the VIP, you know what I mean? I must admit, very jealous not to be in there with, you know, the kind of people who are in the A-list over here, you know what I mean? DJs, weathermen, you know, that kind of people. Like, I was jealous not to be there. But hey, you know what? I'm a man of the people. You know, I'm like Donald Trump. I'm a man of the people. And I just stayed with the people and enjoyed the concert. 
you know. And you know what? Last podcast I said, like, not really a big Snow Patrol fan. Turns out, knew every one of their songs, loved every one of their songs, thought it was great. By the time they got on, I was buzzed on the booze anyway. I was in good form. I was enjoying it. My company were enjoying it, you know. Um, it was good, you know. It was just a really good show. And then in the middle of uh, the show, playing all the, all the great Snow Patrol hits, and then they said, like, you know, hey, today's all about celebrating acts from Northern Ireland. You know, it's all about Northern Irish music. And I liked that. That was good. But then they're like, you know, there's music from the Republic as well that's really great. And then I thought, yeah, it's nice. It's good to, good to be like that. I'm an inclusive guy. I like that, you know. And he just starts singing, like, light body style. Is it getting better? Or do you feel the same? And that's all nice. And then it goes to the chorus. You know, you might say, one love, one life. It's one need in the night. And that's all good, singing away. And then the second verse starts, and out of nowhere, you just hear, Did I disappoint you? Or leave a bad taste in your mouth? And I look up, and it's Bono! <laughs> the actual Bono in Banger, in my hometown, singing with Snow Patrol at War Park. Now, if I had done what I said I was going to do on the last Weird Podcast and just get so steaming that it didn't go to the concert and that happened, I might have killed myself. You know, I might have just been like, oh my God, there's literal history going on here. Like, Ward Park in Banker. Little seaside town Banker has got a massive concert for its own stature, but then Bono from literally an A. That's an A-list act. Whether you love Bono or not, you know, I wouldn't say that I'm a massive Bono fan as a guy, maybe, but U2's music, you gotta admit, it's great rock, you know, and to see him in the flesh was great, especially when you least expected him. Like, you know, that's what you want. I just want an unexpected Bono whenever I can, and that's what I got, you know, and it was just, oh, it was probably, you know, it was, it was the highlight of the whole show, it was great, you know, to see Bono, and yeah, it was just amazing, you know, the whole night was a really, really good night, lots of crack was had, lots of drink, and just a really good time, and then that just topped it all off, it was amazing, you know, really, really good, good show, and I really hope that there are more concerts in War Park, because I just live next door to it, mainly, you know, but also because it's a good venue, and that last one was a massive success, and hopefully did a lot for the local economy and community here in North Down, you know what I'm saying? It was it was superb. Now, with everything, I'm not going to be completely... Um, I'm not just going to go, that was amazing, and that's that, you know, because um, I think that's not what you want to hear. There were some people, of course, who annoyed the bag out of me, you know, um, it's true. And the people who turn up the one-day concerts dressed like they're in Glastonbury for a week, they're the people that I have issue with, you know. Like, I saw one particular girl who was wearing wellies. Now, not just wellies. They were, like, some sort of made-in-Chelsea-style wellies. They were just wellies, but they had, like, the Santa Claus fur around the corner. And, you know, fair enough. You know, that girl is looking to have her feet protected. She's looking to keep warm in case the, the ground is wet. That's fair enough. Now, was she wearing trousers or jeans tucked in to, to also keep herself warm? No. Was she wearing shorts? No. She was effectively wearing a thong made out of denim. And now, I say thong because you can see both her cheeks her butt cheeks hanging out of these shorts. Now, that's fair enough from behind. You could see that, but when you turn to the front, you could literally see both her labia either side of her zip. And at that point, I went, hmm, not a sweet outfit for a one-day event, you know? Was it because my wife was there with me that I couldn't have a full-on ogle? Yes, but hey, does it matter? No. 
Also, don't wear just a belly top when you're wearing furry boots. You know, that's that's a weird, weird outfit. You know, and to make the, the matters worse, now that was fair enough. But then she had little, like, fucking bits of jewellery glued to her face. She looked like a disco ball person or, like, Skynet, a Skynet Terminator robot. You know, albeit with flaps hanging out either side of her, her shorts. But... I just didn't like it. I'm thinking, like, you're, you're out here. You're trying to be... Like, again, I think if people try to be cool, they're not cool. You're either chilled out or you're not. You know what I mean? You're not... People watch these shows and think, oh, this is going to be a festival. Shake, I'm going to go for it. Flower hairbands? Uh, don't. You look fucking stupid, you know? Like, if you're going to festival, all you should do is be on someone's shoulders, topless, you know? And that didn't happen once. Raging. You know, I would have been much happier of seeing a load of people just on people's shoulders topless. You know, that would have been much, much sweeter, but wasn't to be. You know, like, I mean, why why have jewels glued to your face? Like, does she have jewels glued other other places? You know what I mean? Like, if you were to get lucky and you were to go and do some, you know, um, mysterious behavior, if you will. Um, um, you know, if you were to do some of that under duvet sleuthing, you know, where you just find jewels down there. You know, would you see that vajazzle? Or would you have, like, a fucking rhinestone in your tent? I don't know. You might. Maybe you have a, a butt plug in, you know, with just jewels on the end of it. You know, maybe that's the thing. I don't know. I think styles with jewels are going too far anyway. I think a vajazzle is ridiculous. I think what would be worse than a vajazzle would be if a dude did a penazzle. You know, that would de- that's just un- inexplainable. There's no, no reason why you would do that. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's zero reason why you do that. And then imagine someone standing beside you at the stalls doing a piss, and you just look down, and you just happen to have that magpie nature where you look down and you see this sparkle hitting your face, and you realise it's a guy's dick that's totally bedecked in jewellery. Like, what are you doing, man? Looking down at his piece like it's some sort of ceremonial Indian elephant. <laughs> Albeit, they'd probably look at mine if I did it up and be like, yo, man, why'd they cut your elephant's trunk off? It's pretty sly. And be like, yeah... Poachers in India, man, they ain't got no respect. But it's just a weird thing. I, I, maybe I'm just an old guy and I just don't get what's hip, what's popping, what's happening anymore. Do you know what I mean? You know, maybe I'm just not a cool person, you know. But a few wee things did happen uh, that certainly made me uh, feel a bit cool. You know, met a few people at the concert who wanted uh, photos with me, you know. Is what it is. You know, when you're big time Charlie and you do shows in the black box, people... And people know what you're about, you know, and, and got a few photos, and that was nice. I was happy to happy to pose for photos with people. Even got one boy sharing a urinal with me, you know. One of these, they like big. They were just effectively like oil tanks with holes in them, and there were like four sides to this particular like temporary urinal. And I was at one, and there was a guy at the other, and he was like Dave, and I went yes, mate, and he goes, can I get a photo? And I went yes, with no sweat at all, and he just got the hand up got a selfie and I was doing a piece so if you're that guy that got a selfie with me at the urinal for sure tag me in it because I'd be keen to see um, the shock on my face you know and also I'd like to know whether or not the the light reflected off off the jewels on my cock just to see if that lit up my face light up light up maybe that's what that song's about run by snow patrol is about penazzles who knows but um, yeah it was nice to, to meet a lot of a lot of um other people who like what I do. You know, I don't want to use the term fans because that's obnoxious, but uh, people that like what I do. And I even got the most underhanded, <laughs> probably uh, attempted compliment, but also a mug off in the same sentence on, on Saturday night. Um, after the gig, we had planned on going into Bangor, but then as we were walking towards Bangor Town, I realised everyone in the world is in Bangor right now. There'll be no way we'll get taxis, so there'll be no way we'll get into bars. We'll definitely not get served if we get into bars, because it'll take fucking longer than it took to get served at the War Park gig. In reality, it probably wouldn't, because that was the longest bar queue I've ever been in in my life. But we decided, no, we'll not do it, so we went into a garage instead, you know, living it up and whatnot, and I said, hey, I'm getting myself a bottle of water for this walk home, because let's be fair, I can't see right now, I'm staggering, I'm blitzoed. I just need to try and sober up and avoid a hangover the next day because I know my wife Catherine's going to see Westlife. So I need to be on my game to look after little Holly, you know, because her with a hangover and being sick, not sweet. 
So I went in, getting water, I'm standing in the queue, and there's this young fella by me, and he goes, you're him, aren't you? And I was like, that's a grand opening tidbit, but I went, depends on what you mean, guy, because, I mean, he might, he might be going, you are the famous tenor, Luciano Pavarotti, and I go, no, I'm not, I'm just Dave. But no, you're you're that comedian fella, I saw you in Pugglies. And I went, oh, yeah, that would be me, all right, yeah. And he goes to me, I that Irish guy was on, he's really good, and, and you were, and this is literally a quote that he goes to me, he goes, and you were that in-between guy, weren't you? And I went, hmm? He goes, oh, you're a pretty good in-between guy. I think what the guy meant was an MC. You know, I don't think he meant to call me an in-betweener because, hey, that is insulting to my craft. But he's like, oh, you're a pretty good in-between guy. I went, all right, mate, cheers, appreciate that. Then as I'm just sort of minding my own business, and he, he just, you know, I let that one go. I'm like, that's a nice compliment, fair enough. He means to say, you know, you're the best MC I've ever seen live. Fair enough, I know he means that. But then he, he goes quiet a minute. We get a couple places up in the queue. Again, my head's spinning. Um, and he just chirps up again. He goes, another thing. And I went, oh, what's this going to be? He goes, you're much more athletic in real life. And my wife at that point just laughed. She just started laughing. And I was like, shit, don't fucking do it. He goes, oh, you're much more. So I don't know whether he meant that, like, I just look fat or he just thought that I look way fatter on like social media or through anything he's seen me on before but then he was like in real life and I was like man were you watching some kind of online stream of my performance in Pugglies or or what was that not real life but maybe he just meant getting up close and personal because yes I do have a harem of security that protect me from people like that but this guy goes I'm much more athletic in real life so, I mean, that's going to be on my next poster. So when you come to my show at the Black Box on 20th of July, um, you're going to see the quotes underneath it. You know, you have, like, fantastic John Bishop, because hey, that's what he said about me. And then you'll have more athletic in real life, just some drunk guy, you know. But that was really funny. And then the whole walk home, um, my wife just basically called me, you're good in between guy and very athletic, much more athletic in real life. And, like... Yeah, I just embraced it. You know, the guy obviously meant well, but, you know, completely fucked it. Like, I mean, I would be keen to hear what he has to say whenever he's chatting up women, you know? Oh, you're actually much more banter than you were on Tinder, and your your boobs are way bigger in real life. And you still imagine, slap to the face, but hey, I I don't slap people who appreciate me as an in-between guy, you know, people who, who just, hey, be like, there's Dave Elliott, the in-betweener, that's what it's all about, I support you, in-between guy, you know, but yeah, it was it was nice to meet a lot of people, it was a great concert, and it's just a fun time, now, was Sunday a good day? No, off the bat, not sweet, I woke up, um, feeling, to be fair, better than I deserve to, now, was that down to me not drinking too much or is it down to me having two abrufen and two paracetamol before bed with a litre of water probably that before I went to bed I was like I need to eat food or I'm going to be sick here but then you know uh, basically every pizza place in Bangor was just not taking deliveries because it was the busiest night in history so we just couldn't order pizza but you know at the end of the day I also watching my physique you know but I mean because I'm going on holidays tomorrow uh, I'm being a bit lax but I'm still exercising I'm still looking jacked and stacked but um, oh, so awkward. But then I said those words. But Sunday came. I woke up before Catherine. She was not in a good place. She did not have an overdose of drugs before bed. She just went straight to bed. No water. Um. So she woke up. Still in last night's makeup. Went to the toilet and just bug loads. <laughs> and I went, ha ha ha, you fool. And then I managed to get up and be like, nah, I definitely need to eat now. My stomach's gonna bleed. So, took myself down to the the local shop, the co-op at Ballyhoom, and uh, got myself, obviously, the Sunday papers. Now, people are like, well, what Sunday papers do you buy? I don't buy, believe it or not, shock horror, really intellectual papers. I like the gossip. I like to know the paramilitary scandal. So I buy the Sunday life and the Sunday world because I'm, I'm just a big bitch. 
So got that, got some sausages, some bacon and some bread, made myself a little fry. I say fry, I was grilled because, I mean, I've got to look after my arteries, you know. So did that, went home, ate that, big cup of tea, felt much better. Then to my horror, my chagrin, my mother-in-law rings me and says, like, is it all right if I leave Holly back? You'd have ten. And, you know, whenever she said that initially, it was like, all right, okay. Um, you know, obviously I want to see my daughter again because um, I love her, you know. But at the same time, whenever she said half ten, all I could hear in my head was... Hello, darkness, my old friend. Wait, oh, please no. I've come to talk with you again. And then... I had to just say yes because she'd already been good enough to look after her all night. As I get like, bring Holly home who has been sick for a few days. You know, bring her home. Bring her home. Bring her home. Bring her home. She's like the son I might have known if I had a son instead of a daughter. But that that broke me a bit and Holly came home and almost instantly just started throwing a tantrum screaming shouting bawling wouldn't be lifted wouldn't be hugged and it was just an awful form and then as the day went on she didn't stop which wasn't good for my hangover Catherine got out of bed even more hungover than me and holly just screamed and screamed to the point where we're like that's not that's not our our baby you know not saying that someone's come in and switched the babies you know i'm not a total mind freak but I did think, nah, it's, I'm, I'm worried about her here. You know, although she was at the doctor's and um, would have been a few days before, they were like, yeah, you know, just, you know, give her water. She should be settling. We are like, nah, we need to take her to the hospital here. Now, I was panicking at this point because obviously my daughter was unwell, but part of the bargain, Catherine was supposed to go and see Westlife at the Odyssey. I mean, if Catherine's out going to see Westlife, that means I could be in the house playing FIFA with my friends. So I had this plan in my head, like a P7 style night that was going to get pizza with my mate Connor. We were going to play FIFA, which is going to be young juvenile boys and having a fun time. But then after that, we're like, no, nah, I'm going to A&E. Had to cancel that and be like, uh, and be like, said to Catherine, but hey, if you're done, you can still go to Westlife. And she was like, no, I wouldn't be in the mood for it. And I went, that's fair enough. Like, to be fair, that's good mothering. You know, if you had just dumped her and gone to Westlife anyway, it would have been hashtag sly. So we went to A&E. Waited for about half an hour and then got called. And we had this doctor who genuinely was one of the best doctors I've ever come across. Um, again, he was a bit surprised that I did that in public, but you know, we were in the hospital, he was able to wipe himself down and get on with it. But um, no, he just he just handled Holly really well. She was in terrible mood, screaming, shouting. Like when you brought her into A&E, I was going, oh my God, everyone's going to hate us here. But she just kept screaming, her nose was running. It was just a terrible scene, really. And he brought her in, checked her out, and was like, um, let me just look in her ears. She's like, nah, they're pretty red. Let me see her throat. Yeah, basically, she's got tonsillitis. And I was like, uh, what? And he's like, yeah, that's what's wrong with her. So I've been to the doctor and the GP on Wednesday and basically been told, hey, she's just got a viral infection, bit of a cold, bit of water, bit of rest, some cowpaw, she'll be sweet full tonsillitis so the poor wee brat's in agony you know like properly sore throat sore ears just that's why she's not being herself and we've just not been able to do anything to help her so the doctor's like look i'll give you this antibiotic don't take it unless you need it you know just to be sure obviously as soon as you got home straight into her because we're going on holidays uh, on tuesday so we needed to make sure that we she wasn't going to be an absolute nightmare a flying or b just in general so he gave us a wee spray for her throat and gave us that and now one day in having taken the antibiotics still taking cowpaw drinking more water and eating fruit she's doing way better you know and um, i still won't get that night of fifa back but you know she's doing way better and like rather than being terrified of going on the plane with her like i literally been in touch with the catholic church i went straight to the vatican you know i don't fuck about it. i go straight to the head honcho i said pope i need an exorcist my baby is a bastard right and um luckily with a bit of treatment she's doing much better and hopefully by tomorrow morning at 4 a.m or whatever fuck time getting up like to even go on summer holidays if you don't leave the house at like 4 a.m is it even a summer holiday i don't think so we're getting up, we're heading to Malaga, bum, 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 and then getting a wee taxi or whatever to Tormelinos because that's where we're staying. So I'm going there, I'm excited 
to get there. I've got myself militarily style prepped for going with Holly, the bad baby. As soon as I'm done here, I'm getting my rucksack packed. I'm getting all kind of toys of in. All day, I've got a maraca. I've got a little wooden book. Um, I've got other few books. I've got reins for, you know. Um, snacks, 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 snacks to keep the babies distracted. Um, and overall, I'm just really buzzing to get there. Now, albeit, I started this podcast at half nine, as I said. Now it's ten past ten. It should be near enough time for me to say sayonara for the weird podcast. So on that note, I'm just going to get on to listeners' questions. I understand this week that there's been less listeners' questions because I, I know I did a podcast two days ago and you're probably like, I've fucking asked my questions for the week, Dave. Stupid. Asking me all these bloody questions, stressing me out, you know? Um, so I'll just go and I'll get on to the questions here, right? If it can work to social media, because I'm an old guy, okay? Um, here we are on Twitter. They're not loading. Typical. Ned's Manks has uh, said, congrats on getting in the footy match, sort of big guy. Great team, great cause. And he's got me, uh, and I say superimposed, but it's probably not. They're all legit. A lot of... Uh, Arsenal players with celebrities there says Dave Elliott's Dickabout for Stormont and um, the Dickabout Kickabout would be a great name for charity football match of course um, and there you've got uh, myself obviously captain of the team with sweet sunglasses on you got Barra Best Jerry Adams Rue Paul Arlene Foster R. Kelly um, Mark Mallet, <laughs> uh, Joe Pasquale my, my main man, Wanye Lineker, and then of course HP Baxter of Scooter. Like, I mean, that's if ever there's a team of absolute legends, that's it. You know, what else do you need in a team? Um, but I mean, as Ned said himself, great team, great cause. Um, and also, Ned's getting in there with a wee bit of a shout out to my main man, Nathan Cosilia, who's asked once again a great question. Um, but I'll get on to Nathan Concilia in a second because hey Judith got in there first and she said hey Dave what movie could be improved by making it into a musical hmm I'm gonna say uh, hmm that's actually a really tough one you know I would like to say something like Jurassic Park probably because what could be weirder than just dancing around dinosaurs, you know? And then also the Terminator, you know? Ding, 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 ding. I want you both your car and your motorcycle, please. Boom, 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 boom. It has to be a blues movie. There's no other way that would work, you know what I mean? Um, hasta la vista, baby. Hasta la vista, baby. Boom, 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 boom. I'll be back. I'll be back. Or does the techno remix get Scooter do it? Yeah, the painted cow. Um, yeah, definitely anything really serious. Schindler's List would be a good musical because I mean, you know, it's pretty pretty grim. So we a little bit of a you know a song might make things a little bit better. You know, maybe put that song in a dip and dab and do the things can only get better. Add that in there too. Get a bit of D Ream. Get them back on the charts. Nathan Cosilia. Need to wet my whistle for this question. Mm. Nathan said, Ahoy, grande, papa stringer. Speaking of which, bought three new string vests from my holidays today so I can show the people of Tormelinos what I'm about. You're going to see, I'm going, I'll put a photo up because by the time I come back from Tormelinos, I will have a natural string vest tanned onto my body. But anyway, Nathan said, Ahoy, grandpapa stringer. Today sees the return of the biggest piece. So I'd like to know who has the biggest piece. The mop-haired badman Boris Johnson, ex-England centre-back Sol Campbell, or the Lord of Spoods that is Chico from The X Factor, from Little Papa Ann. Now, I, I don't want to be stereotypically obvious, but I'm going to be. I'm going to say Sol Campbell has the biggest piece. You know, he's a big guy. You know what they say about guys like Sol. You know, once you go there, you don't go back. You know, obviously, didn't apply to him whenever he was a Tottenham player, but you know, because he moved to Arsenal. But yeah, I'd say Soul's got a big piece. I've actually heard 
Um, some Arsenal players do interviews in times gone by and basically answering the question, who's the longest in the shower? It's always Big Soul. So I'd say Soul Campbell has the biggest piece out of those guys. Chico is a very sexual guy, like a very lethargic guy. So I mean, like he has a lot of machismo just oozing from his penis. Do I mean semen? Yeah, I do. So I'm going to say Chico's second. And I just think Boris Johnson has a small dick, you know. I really do. I don't I don't know if he's got much foreskin going on. I can see him just having maybe no shaft, just bell end. We mutton top, maybe mushroom top bell end, you know. And he definitely has a load of white pubes. Like, he's got sheep pubes. So I think it's kind of like, if you saw his pubes, like, his pubes would kind of look like a white chocolate cornflakes bun, you know, with like a wee a wee egg on top you know like one of those wee mini eggs that's how I think Boris Johnson's penis looks so for that question Nathan I've given it the time and effort that it deserves and I've said Sol Campbell big dick Chico big dick Boris Johnson small dick Um, but obviously I know the listeners love penis related questions so there you have it Um. Uh. Yeah, so on Instagram for the questions now. Um, where are we at? Let me see. Whoa. Eunan Carson, or Ewan Carson said, Would you take the ability to get to get some funky adjustable x-ray vision, but you get a micro penis, assuming that you currently have neither? Um, yeah, I'd probably take the, the ability to have... Um, x-ray visions because I know for a fact that I don't have a micro penis because it's kind of like you know when you measure one of your mates to be like oh you're short you could technically be classified as a dwarf <laughs> and they are like I mean I've technically measured mine and it's not technically a micro penis so yeah I'd definitely take I'd like to have x-ray vision you know I could really use that to my uh, to my benefit for you know basically, basically looking at boobs you know effectively that's really all I could probably do with that part but yeah you and I would I would take that as an ability you know Matthew Neal um, first of all Matthew Neal uh, has sent me a bizarre picture before just of, of, a, of a girl you know he just sent me a picture of a girl you know and it said we've got one so maybe does that mean he's got himself a girlfriend hopefully um, but the question that Matthew Neal said, why the hate for Chris Barr in the recent episodes? That's weird if you ask me. P.S. Holly Crooks is a dick. You know, I don't know what's going on here, whether it's some kind of like intro weirdo banter, but you, you know fine well. I just want to put it on record, Matthew. I would never speak ill of my boy, Chris Barr. You know, Holly Crooks called him out. I just read a message. You know, don't shoot the messenger because, hey, if you shoot the messenger, you ain't going to have no more post. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I obviously condemn any abuse of Chris Barr and of Holly Crooks too Matthew I think you're, you're being sly there um, and speaking of the devil there he is with his weird news story Chris Barr said hey Dave I hope you're well great drunk podcast thoroughly enjoyed it cheers man <laughs> did enjoy the next day here's this week's weird story and hopefully this one is not on the Daily Star and doesn't take 45 minutes to upload oh I've got to approve my, my, my privacy Southwestern Rail investigating after worker broadcast porn to giggling passengers. Hey, no harm done if they enjoyed it, you know. If they're giggling, if they were crying, then you've got a problem. Um, unsuspecting passengers found themselves listening to sexual noises as they travelled in the Southwestern Rail train. Commuters were left bemused after what sounded like audio from a pornographic film was broadcast on a train's loudspeaker system. In a video posted on Twitter, passenger Paul Brunton captured the moment giggling travellers were forced to listen to sexual sounds in the train. It appeared as if the Southwestern Railway employee had accessed the X-rated material while the microphone was live, accidentally broadcasting it to the unsuspecting commuters. Oh no. For a start, you got to be jacking off. You can't just watch porn because you're interested in the story. You know, so that's whoever it is jacking off on a train. It's weird. And um, Posting the footage, Mr. Pronton wrote, My tube driver was casually watching porn whilst leaving the Tannoy system on. One woman in the video was heard asking, is that coming from the driver? Amid the confusion, another answer is no, it's somebody's phone. Transport for London responded to the clip on Twitter saying, oh dear, thankfully not one of our trains or drivers. You know, phew. But um, the question Chris wants to know is, what's the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you at work? Oh wow, um, not too long ago actually, I was in the toilet 
Halloween, you know where this is going, cottaging, no, not long ago I was in a disabled toilet, but for some reason the door latch doesn't lock properly, so I was just sitting doing my business, and then just somebody's fully walked in, and I was like, alright, and he was like, oh no, well, sorry, I'm like, hey, relax, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing in here, you know, I'm sitting on the pot, excavating, you know, conducting some business, don't worry about it, that was fairly embarrassing, but, you know, not, not really much goes on that actually does embarrass me in work, you know, but... Is what it is, you know, um, which is just reminding me I have actual genuine work to do before I go on holiday. Uh, that sucks. Um, let me see what else we got here. Last question. Oh, no. There's um, my man, Danny Cunningham, has said, yo, my man, cheers for the come theme tune in Boytown last week you're welcome you may use that on getting customers or as a brand thing I don't know will you uh, will add that to my workout playlist haha did you enjoy Snore Patrol hey man yeah what did you make of the wee Bono creeping on stage for a cameo I said Danny really enjoyed it you know really enjoyed the show was it because like I said it wasn't just the concert it was a it was a it was an experience, you know, there was drink, there was good atmosphere. It's not often in Northern Ireland you get everyone out looking a good time without having, like, the old person to spoil it. But it was great. Everyone had a good time, albeit my brother-in-law got his legs pissed on, but that's not my problem. You know, I wasn't with him. I just bumped into him. Hey, hey. But if that had happened to me, it would be like a scene from Game of Thrones. I would be slaying people if they pissed on me. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was a great time, Danny. And you never know, if you ask for some sweet theme songs again, might hook you up. Um, let me see. John Harkness has said, Who from Sinn Féin and the DEP would you like to see hook up? I'm going to assume John means sexually. Like, who would I like to see hook up in a sexual manner? And, I mean, I, I would like to see, you know, probably... Edwin Putz is kind of a... You know, he's a, he's a pretty straight run of the mill. In fact, no, not Edwin Putz at all. I would like to see um, my main man, Jim Wells, get get down and dirty with Jerry Adams. You know, just because, uh, just because Jerry's a, <laughs> just because Jerry is such a, a, an icon of that particular party, you know. So yeah, Jim Wells. In fact, Alex Maskey. Alex Maskey is a, uh, pretty hard guy and you would not expect it from him you know and maybe that's what what what, what needs to happen to lighten jim wells up is just someone from Sinn Féin he's just go here gives a kiss jim you know lighten up mate stop being so stuck in the past and such a hateful bastard you know but anyway guys that brings the end of this week's podcast um again so much actual work to do uh makes me sick i have to go to bed I have to be up at 4 a.m uh but hey the weird podcast is done and if you haven't already, rate it, rate and review the podcast, please. I really appreciate all the reviews that I get. Um, let me get in the iTunes chart someday. I'll make my day, you know, make my day, my week, my month, probably not my year because, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, whatever. But, I mean, keep supporting the podcast and come and see me do some stand-up at the Black Box on 28th of June. Next time you hear from me, I will be bronzed. I'll be back from Tormelinos and hopefully I'll not have slaughtered my daughter on the plane on the way over or back but guys take care bye